Hello, I'm comedian and writer Sophia Alexandra. And I'm the co-host of the Daily Zeitgeist and wannabe comedian Miles Gray. And we're the hosts of a brand new podcast called 420 Day Fiancé, a podcast that features an elevated discussion of our favorite (laughs) reality show, 90 Day Fiancé, and all of its various iterations. Now, what is different about this podcast amongst all the podcasts that are available to you? Well, this podcast is 50% recap show, 50% game show, and 100% delicious messy drama. Yeah, so if you like the sound of that, listen to 420 Day Fiancé on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What's up, everybody? This is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I am Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yeah, it's DJ Damage. And we have a guest today. She's here. Yes, finally. Woo. Rhapsody is in the building. Here we I go. I made it. I have come with the keys to unlock. <laughs> Rap royalty. Jason, Jason would love that you just said that. He would. Yeah, unfortunately, he is not able to be here because he is on this massive book tour. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Hey, Kelvin, do, you, do we have a copy here that maybe we could give to her and... I yeah, have possibly. gifts for I have gifts for Rhapsody. Oh, fabulous! I do. Oh man, look at you! I do, I do, I, I do. So no, I got you. Look you know, your you, birthday just it. passed. I had to bring something, yeah. so I do have something. Do you want it right now? I was going to do it right now. We'll do it after. Hold we'll do it. it after. Happy yeah. belated, by the way. Happy belated. Uh, let me just get some, you know, work out the way. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We are available on all streaming platforms: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. You, you'll be watching us on YouTube. Oh, yes. iHeart. Can't forget iHeart. They pay the bill. It's on the mic. <laughs> it's on the mic. Um, but yeah, okay. So thank you guys for joining us. And Rhapsody, this has been literally, we have been going back and forth with the label and iHeart and trying to get you. You are a hot ticket. I am. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. yeah you're a hot ticket. <laughs> you're blazing. I'm, I'm glad I made it and I'm here. Yeah. You know you're popular when there's people out there that know of you and may not even heard a song yet. Like you reached that level mm-hmm. where I'm talking to people like, yeah, I'm interviewing Rhapsody. They're like, why do I know her? Why do I know her? They're like, <laughs> she's like, she's like the thing right now. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, like she's popping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, that is so funny. It's hard for me because I can't even see it. Like, you mm. know what I'm saying? I, hear, I don't know who listening, but the, you have made my day. Look at, look at all these birthday blessings and good vibes. You earned too. it. Yeah. I'm, I, I got so much more to do though. So I mean, first album, you. Grammy nomination, you yeah. know, like you know, the best rap album, like that's, Massive, you know, nobody's that. When does that really happen? Um, never ish. No, yeah, yeah, yeah right out the gate. I try to think about it. I mm-hmm. was only the fifth female to hit that category, mm-hmm. yeah, which best, is crazy. To best me. rap album, best rap song, nominated alongside like Jay Z, Kendrick, yeah, Kendrick, Tyler the Creator. I mean, no billboard high posting, no platinum. Like, how did that, that feel? Like, you must have been like, okay. Is am I? Is this really happening? I I was like yeah. I had to sit up and just think for a minute. Like wait a minute, mm-hmm. like because you know for award shows I just know what it is, and a lot of times it's popularity mm-hmm. and you know uh, numbers going to play. So to have a, a album that's nominated just for being good music. Mm-hmm. I had to take a breath on that one. Like, man, I'm thankful because yeah. I, I don't have to, you know, try to accommodate or change who I am. And it's just like, just be yourself. So it, it just made, once once it hit and I settled into it, you know, it just made everything easier. The album was called Layla's Wisdom and mm-hmm. Layla is your grandmother, correct? Yeah, she's my uh, mom's mother. Yes. Your mom's mother. Okay, mm-hmm. so why did you name it at, name it after her? Like, what role did she play in mm-hmm. your life? How, how much of an influence was she? Yeah, um, you know, the matriarch of the family. I'm mm-hmm. I'm from North Carolina too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's the root. Yeah. Uh her and my grandfather, uh, you know, we had family dinners over there. She helped raise me, mm-hmm. um, you know, gave me advice. And one of the biggest lessons she taught me was give people their flowers while they're here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was doing, you know, songs for the album and, you know, just trying to figure out like what does all of this mean? And I was working into giving more personal pieces of me mm-hmm. and just thinking like what do you mean to the culture what do you want to what do you want your legacy to be and it's just like it was, I wanted I wanted to to give flowers to the music but receive them too mm-hmm. you know to be appreciated just for being a dope artist so that's what it was about you yeah know? you know when you listen to your music you know you have stories about you know love and life and mm-hmm. struggles you faced and it's almost like your lyrics are entries from like a memoir you right. know versus 
a lot of female rappers who tend to like, you know, focus on their bedroom skills mm -hmm. <laughs> and their designer label preferences mm -hmm. and stuff like that. You go in the opposite direction and always have have gone in the opposite direction. Did you ever feel like a sense of like, you know, uh, fear or hesitation that you wouldn't be accepted if you weren't, you know, kind of like go, you were going against the grain and you weren't, you know, kind of going with the status quo? No, I never had fear. Like, you know, I just grew up in a time where it was it was dope and it was a standard to be yourself. You weren't supposed to rap like anybody else, mm -hmm. be like anybody else. So coming in, I was excited because, mm -hmm. you know, I just, I, my idea of what the music industry was and the culture and how you fit, like I came in exciting just to bring something different. And I always approach music like whatever they doing, I want to go completely left of that. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to be part of no trends and do anything like that. But as you get in the industry and you, you understand like, oh, it's not like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like now they want cookie cutter versions of what is deemed successful. So, you know, the biggest thing I think for me was I might have overthought, like, how do I fit in? Mm -hmm. But I never wanted to compromise and I never felt fear. And it's just like, what's the play? Like, what, mm -hmm. do, what do I have to do? What am I not doing enough to get my sound through, mm -hmm. to get people to understand who I am and what I represent and that there's a space for us? So it was, it was always just me trying to figure out the chess game. Yeah, the vibe you give me, you give me like... Ladybug. You oh, Ladybug Mecca. Shout out the you, homie. Yeah, you give me yeah. like Bahamadia. You know, you really? like, I'm, I'm showing my age right now. Um, <laughs> but three yeah, the hallway. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. But those are the vibes that you give me. And, and that was just such a, that was just such a warm time. Like right. when it, you know, like when women and their lyric, their their lyricism was really embraced and, you know, in, into the boys circle kind of thing. So yeah. you're, you hearken back to that. So. Yeah, they they definitely were influences. My, my first influences though were MC Light and Queen Latifah yeah. and Lauren Hill. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was late on Bahamadia. I got I got on Bahamadia like early 2000s, mm -hmm. but when I did, that's I probably listened to that probably nine months out of the year when mm -hmm. I first got um got into it, um the collage album, mm -hmm. uh, um Jean Grey like I got to work you know one on one with her mm -hmm. just because she would come work with Knife Wonder so yeah that's that's what I know like yeah. that's all I know and and bring balance and to be different and that there are seven days in a week and we not clubbing mm -hmm. seven days yeah. out of those weeks I I talk about life you mm -hmm. know what I mean so. Oh, that's that's the standard of people that I grew up looking into and what I thought was, you know, if, if I'm going to enter this game, this is who I got to measure myself up against. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's always been me. Major I mean, icons. To come into the game, though, and work with Knife Wonder, he has <laughs> to be some type of, like, hometown legend. Oh, state legend. Mm -hmm. And and what I like about Knife Wonder, just me as a fan, is he's not just a beat maker. He's like a real producer. What was mm -hmm. that, like, experience when you're first kind of, you know, getting into the studio? Like, What's some of that advice Knife Wonder would give you? Man, he's a walking book of he could, he should make a book of all of his his advice, you know. Um he just gave me so much about the music, about the business, about life. Um, you know, the music about work ethic, uh about cadence, about mm. flow, understanding, you know, too I came in and um I was super lyrical and super dense, like reasonable doubt. Mm -hmm. You know, I I it was fun for me to listen to like music like Reasonable Doubt and have to dig through and figure out the jewels because it's double entendres mm -hmm. everywhere and meaning. Mm -hmm. And he he had to tell me um, in the same way Jay had to figure out when he put out uh, uh, Hard Knock Life mm -hmm. that there's a, a simple complexity that you have to master because the layman ear, especially nowadays, they don't we don't break down lyrics mm -hmm. the same. Like, mm -hmm. You know. Somebody might not be able to listen to me and understand what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he taught me about being simple but complex at the same time. Yeah. He taught me about work ethic, uh, 10,000 hours. Um, you know, he taught me, he and Guru together about defining your line. You got to figure out before you enter this game what you want, who you are, what things you will not compromise Know what that is first, so that at the point you're faced with the, you know, the decision of what do I do, you already know your answer, you know. So um, those are just some lessons that he taught me. Relationships, the important importance of those. Like relationships will get you farther than talent will sometimes. Mm -hmm. you that's know, oh, just, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. like you know, you you meet somebody that could be super talented, but they could be assholes. Mm -hmm. and you might. I ain't even rocking with that. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's it's just. It's so much that he's just taught me. Well, yeah. you, you said 10,000 hours, and I just remember how I came up as a DJ where before I even did my first party, I mm -hmm. probably was practicing for like a year. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people from kind of from that generation had a development time. And now when you look at the things that's happening in music today, 
somebody can go in their living room, make a song, and mm -hmm. put it out. Now, at first, I thought it was crazy, but I do think there's a, some kind of confidence in that. Do, do you have any respect for people that kind of have that confidence to just somehow just jump out there? Because I know I was afraid to kind of put myself out there at first. Mm -hmm. No, I, I think it's dope. Like, if, if you just going in there and, and it pops for you, cool, but it's what you do after that. Yeah. And, you know, if you go into it like, man, I'm got, I've gotten here, but I continue. I want to continue to learn and grow. And and I I respect that a lot. You know, it's it's different when you just get into it and you have this opportunity and you get big headed and you let it catch you and mm. it, it just crumbles. Like I hate to see that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, no matter how you do it, I like to see people succeed. Mm -hmm. You know, I think everybody has a lane for themselves. It's all always been about balance to me. So, you know, if that's your path and that's your road and that's how you got on, cool. But where do you understand, ask yourself, where do I go from here? Because you don't want to just be that one hit wonder. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, if that if that works out for you, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But don't let don't let that slip. Like mm -hmm. continue to build on that. Um, and that's that's what it is. Cause you see people they come out with dope songs just out of the blue. And after that, 365 days and they're gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. But, you know, for me, it's, as an artist, what do you want to do? You know, there's some people that come in and it's just like, you know, I just want to go in and get what I'm getting and do something else. Cool. Like, do that. If that's what you want to do. If it's about fame for you, if it's about money. Cool. For me, it's about legacy. I want to be around for 20 years. So the decisions I make have to back what I want. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I was saying. Like, define yeah. as an artist, what do you want to do? Like, why are you coming into the game? So then you can know how to set yourself up for whatever that is. Like, if you want to be famous, ain't nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want. Do it, but make sure you know you chess and playing your thing out so it, mm -hmm. it manifests in the right way for you. Mine is totally different. I knew my, my path was going to be longer. It was going to take me 10 years to kind of get to where I wanted to go because I wanted to be here for the long run, so I had to make good music mm. and stand on that. My foundation had to be rock solid, like yeah. bricked up. So, you know, that's that's how I looked at it. You're really lucky that you ended up, not besides the fact that you're talented and besides mm -hmm. the fact that you seem to have a really amazing attitude um, and have, you know, the 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 um, the ability to think ahead, you know, several mm -hmm. steps ahead. You are really lucky that you did. You ended up with Ninth Wonder, Completely. you know, because of his wisdom in the game. Mm -hmm. A lot of artists end up on the labels of other artists and producers, mm -hmm. and they just languish right forever. Like nothing ever happens with them. Artist development, is, right, has died. But yeah, 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 it has. And and you know, people that really care about you as a person mm -hmm. and don't just see you as a dollar sign. Yeah, like Ninth looks at all his artists like people yeah and you know that's the beauty like you want people around that really care that'll tell you no don't all money ain't good money like mm -hmm. do what's best for you make the best decisions for your career um so yeah so I, that, that'd be my advice like make sure you have at least one person whether it's a best friend a manager whoever that person is that's always going have your best interests at heart. So, you know, even if you, you find yourself in a situation where, oh, we just lingering, cause my thing is you the captain of your own ship. Mm -hmm. Like, if they if they not doing it for you, go do it yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's unfortunate. Like, you want to have that help and that backing. But if you in a label and they not doing it for you, do it yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But sometimes, you know, labels will keep you locked in. Yeah. Um, there was somebody who just got released from their label. They were begging the person to let them. God, I wish I could remember wow. who it was. Mm -hmm. um, it was just like somebody just... Do you know it, Calvin? Huh? Yeah. Was it JoJo? Yeah, I think so. Um, like getting locked into a label, like mm -hmm. and having even Kesha, you know, mm -hmm. getting locked into a label and having nowhere to go. They're not doing anything with you. Yeah. Like those are some of the horror stories that we hear mm -hmm. about the business. And even, you know... Um, this business, it, it, it just chews people up and spits them out. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nobody who's really kind of protecting, you know, there, there's right. no there's no healthcare system that's, you know, protecting your mental health and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And a perfect example of that is Mac Miller, yeah. somebody that you worked with, mm -hmm. you know, and, and his um, death really was like uh, a shock. Like it, it was shockwaves in the industry. Absolutely. You know, um, what were you, what was your experience like working with Mac Miller, being on tour with them? So you you got to probably spend a little, quite a bit of um, yeah. you know personal time with him. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, what you saw was what you got. Yeah, um, I was telling somebody this the other day. It didn't matter, you know, what he was going through or what was happening in the situation. He always was 
vibrating higher. Mm-hmm. It was always about fun and love. And if a situation, you know, uh, kicked off, he was always there to come put a funny joke in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, y'all, let's hug it up. Like, yeah. Mac was just a fun individual. He loved people and he mm-hmm. loved music. And mm-hmm. that it was that was as simple as it was. Those were his two loves. Um, you know, he was one of the first people outside of Ninth to ever support me. You know, he took me on my first tour after coming to the studio um, and spending like maybe three or four days with us. Mm. Heard my first mixtape and then called two or three weeks later, like, I want to take her on tour. Like, that's what he was. Like, anything he could do to help a new artist. And I, like I tell people, I ain't, I'm not the only one with that story. There are a lot of people that a story that, you know, they got their first tour. Mac might have gave them their first verse or, you know, that he helped jumpstart their career. Like, I tell people a large um, percentage of my my foundation core are Mac Miller fans. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's just, that's who he was. Like, he would come to the studio and, you know, the girls might be in there, but he was in the booth. Like, yeah. all the homies would be with the girls and they'd be mm-hmm. having fun, but Mac was in the booth. He was about that music and he was just love. Like, you know, it might I might not talk to him for two years and he might just hit me out the blue and be like, yo, I love what you're doing. Mm. You know, especially when um, he moved out to Cali. Uh, but, you know, that just makes it's it even just, more sad. It is. Yeah. Like, he was a, a true light. Yeah. You know? how, how has his uh, passing made you look at maybe the relationships you have with other friends? Because um, I can't say I know Mac personally, but I do know knew him through the mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. And he was very transparent about some of the things yeah. he were going through. Mm-hmm. Um, has his death made you kind of open your eyes and reach out to other friends that you might hear, like, that are trans being transparent about the things they're going through or what mm-hmm. have you? Yeah, I mean, you know, those situations always, you know, whether it's Mac or whoever, um, it just makes you reach out. And and after Mac died, I did reach out to, like, some friends I knew that, you know, were doing things that I might not have thought was were the most he- most healthy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to, just to be an ear, but, you know, even, even through that time when he was alive and, you know, some other friends that continue to do this, I, I can remember in times I reached out or Knife reached out. And at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do. Absolutely. You know, all you can always do is offer to always be there when they need you or always give them an encouraging word. And you hope that, you know, it hits home. Um, so, you know, it's it's just tough, like, when somebody's going through that, and especially, you know, they're, they're artists and their fame and they have all this money at their disposal, like... Yeah, I mean everybody you know, everybody everybody thinks you, that with money and fame you have absolutely no problems. You know, go into no. any comment section yeah. of any blog and when something like this happens, people are like, "Why? How? How could this have even happened because he had the world at his fingertips. He had the world at his feet." More and money more problems, yeah. you know. And and what what they money and fame just magnifies who you are mm. like yeah. 10 times. Yeah. And you know, Mac didn't change like as loving as he was, he with fame money he never changed. Like, a lot of the times it's the people that people around the you that change. Person. Yeah, but yeah. you know, you know if you're into these other extracurricular activities mm-hmm. and you have money to get whatever you want, mm. you know, that's yeah. a, that's another thing and you know it's hard being in these this business just like you say cuz you have money and fame doesn't make it easy and to think like as young as he was, he was like 18, 19 to move out to California yeah. with him and his homies by himself. Like, you know, that could be a lot. And, you know, to have to undertake what fame does to you. Like, have, you know, some people, you know, feel like they need things to numb them from mm-hmm. things that they feel or just to keep them going because it's such a demanding I industry. Have, I've said yeah. that a Absolutely. few times that right. life requires a little bit of anesthesia it does. at times. Well, My anesthesia is vodka. Right. If you, anybody wants to send me a bottle, I promise not to abuse it. So I, I like Tito's. So, I prom- yeah, and it, and, it, and it just it sucks even more when you find out that what he had was you know laced. Yeah, it was it was just, just bad. Yeah, stuff. But you know, um, I mean, Mac Miller was a very loved individual. Like I said, anybody came around him, like you said, he radiates yeah. his positivity. How did you feel, or did you feel anything when Goldlink kind of made his comments after Mac has passed? And yeah, I I got caught on. I, I got I got onto that late and I read it and it, I didn't sit well with me. Anderson's response was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like Anderson Park, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like don't 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 take that situation to do this mm-hmm. when that man is not here. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not right, bro. Like that's cheap. Yeah, you know. So you know what Anderson said was perfect. He couldn't have said it any better. Yeah. Um, respect the homie because. He he's never maliciously done anything to anybody. That's not even in his spirit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in no shape, form, or fashion, mm-hmm. like, which is crazy. So, 
that's my comments on that. I don't I don't like to shed, you know, give yeah, people yeah. too right. much energy. Absolutely. Okay, well let's Absolutely. let's switch gears and talk about your second album. It's called Eve. Mm-hmm. And uh I several questions. First one that comes to mind is like after your debut album gets you two Grammy nominations. <laughs> Where do you go from there? You know what I'm saying? She like, went what, Cleo. I mean, seriously. I mean, did <laughs> you she went. did you feel like an enormous amount of pressure to not be, you know, not uh, have a, have like the sophomore jinx? Right. Um, did you have like a little bit of fear, or were you like, nope, clear headed, know exactly what I mm-hmm. want to do? Yeah, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I was clear headed. Yeah, um, I didn't feel any pressure. I didn't feel any fear, and it was because that I, I did get nominated mm-hmm. for the last one. Off of just being myself, mm-hmm. and so that for me that confirmed like, oh, you don't have to change nothing. Good for like, you. you. Good know, for you. Some people would it would have made the them music. shook. No, I but was, it gave you confidence. Yeah, it gave. Awesome. I, it was the other thing for me. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Um. So Eve is a series of dedications mm-hmm. to um you know, our iconic women that have mm-hmm. come before us. Um. And so, well, what's your favorite track? Oh, that's tough. I know, because, that's I tough. mean, you've got Oprah, you've got Michelle on there, you've got yeah. Sojourn, you've got... Um, you got Whoopi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it depends on the day. Like, some some of my favorite because they're attached to dope memories. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, So is my favorite because of how we created that record. Mm-hmm. And having that one-on-one opportunity uh, to talk to Queen and build mm-hmm. a relationship mm-hmm. and, and, you know, to hear her have the verse on it, like... That's a favorite because of the memory. But then mm-hmm. you have other ones like Nina that are real personal, you know, and it's just like this is my coming out full circle moment mm-hmm. where I'm, I feel like I've gotten all my infinity stones and this is who mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like Nino, but, you know, Whoopi is my fun joint. Like, yeah. you know, I've, I feel a, a certain energy. If it's sunny outside at about 75 to 80, 89 degrees and mm-hmm. I'm Whoopi all day, I get to open hey. the sunroof and, <laughs> you know, act, a, act crazy mm-hmm. on that one. So it just depends on, you know, the day. Okay, so there's the, the lead single, which is um, based on the um, Olympic uh, fencer, the first Ibn Muslim. Ibtihaj Muhammad. Yeah, because yeah. we were trying to, I was like, you guys, how I'm do I pronounce not this? I'm probably say it all the way yeah, back. Yeah, they was asking me, and I was like, I know we, my last name. We Muhammad, couldn't figure it out, <laughs> you know, and even listening to it, I was just like, wait, rewind what? I, I couldn't get it. But um, so how did you, how how has she um, been an influence mm-hmm. to you, you know? Yeah. And, and a mentor, you know, in your head to like name a song after her. Yeah, um, we we named that song after her based on a Liquid Swords mm. uh, sample. So it's like Liquid Rizza. Swords. Did, did Rizza yeah. produce this as well? Um, no, he didn't produce it, but uh, Rizza's song Liquid Swords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that sample is what we use for this okay. one. Yeah. So we went with Liquid Swords. All right, mm-hmm. she's a Muslim uh, fencer. Um, but it was dope for me because I had so many legendary, iconic women up there to introduce somebody new. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I got onto her through the Nike ads. Mm, and, you yeah. know, you just see these powerful images of her, you know, with the fencing sword and, you know, the hijab. And, you know, I read up on her story mm-hmm. about what she had to go through. And mm-hmm. she never wavered. Mm-hmm. You know, she continued to represent who she was proudly, mm-hmm. even though as hard as it was, as much discrimination as she faced. Yeah. And I thought that was powerful and it needed to be and, and it need to be talked about. And, yeah. you know, uh, to shine light on her because, too, it's, it's just a different sport that you don't see us in, too. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to, to highlight that and, and the Muslim community, mm-hmm. you know, as much discrimination across the board as, as, you know, people put on them just based on their religion and how they look and everything that's been going on in the political world. And, mm-hmm. you know, at wars, it's like. Yo, we not gonna do that. Right? Yeah, we gonna shine. We gonna shed light on our people. Right, and and that's what it was about. And I thought she was a perfect representation for that. Yeah, those mm-hmm. like you said, those uh those ads were really yeah, like powerful. they were they were they were powerful. They were beautiful. They were sexy. Yeah, you know, I mm-hmm. love seeing a woman just kind of like embrace exactly who she is with no apologies. None. I it, love that. And it was dope. Like you see her, uh, Vincent, and then I see videos of um. Little girls in their hijab playing basketball. Yeah. It's just like, yo, never let nothing stop you. Like, show up as you are, and that's enough, and then dominate. Yeah. And I, I thought that was dope because you don't see uh, the Muslim community expressed in that way in right. the sporting world. Mm-hmm. You know? No, so, you, you don't really see that. Yeah. Not, not around the country. No. Yeah. So it was powerful to me. Yeah. No, you've also, and you've also worked with um, Kendrick Lamar, and I wanted to ask um, you about his song K-Dot. called Complexion. 
uh, you went off on your verse. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so we've had a very, you know, like ongoing discussion on this show about colorism. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jason got it, got boy. <laughs> oh, what you say, bro? No, I didn't say anything. Oh, no, okay. no, no, it was, it was Jason. So we, what we, I don't know if you watch, if you get a chance to watch any like reality TV, but last season of, <laughs> of Basketball Wives, there was, you know, the, the, Battle between OG and um, and Evelyn and mm-hmm. Evelyn's light and OG's dark and there was mm-hmm. a lot of you know just what happens on reality TV mm-hmm. but the conversation of colorism came up. Mm-hmm. Um, what were what was your like your inspiration to you know say what you said on the song complexion like what you know is it based on any experiences that you've had in the business or just mm-hmm. in life in general? Yeah, um, definitely. When Kendrick called me and told me, I was like. I was like, bro, you ain't gotta go into this yeah. deep. Like, I'm I'm well familiar. Like, this is dope. Um, I think too personally, like you know, being a a, a chocolate girl yeah. and growing up, um, you know, I can remember what that felt like. Uh, like you know, I would say like you go outside and it's like don't go out there too long, you're gonna get black. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and 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 just how that was like a negative thing uh, to be looked at, and just how we were represented in the world mm-hmm. where dark skin, you know. Um, wasn't beautiful, but at the same time, how we interact with each other. Mm -hmm. So it came from personal, um, but it also came from me understanding our community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even the struggles we go through, I would have conversations with my um, hairdresser, and she's of a a lighter complexion. And, you know, she would say, you know. How do you judge someone? Not by what they say, by what they do. We're a nation of doers. What's Mike Bloomberg about? Doing things. A middle-class kid worked his way through college. An entrepreneur, Bloomberg built a global news and information business from scratch. Mayor of a diverse, progressive city, Mike Bloomberg rebuilt after 9-11, creating nearly 500,000 jobs, improving health care and public schools. Now he's running for president, and Mike's the change we need. From chaos to steady leadership, from lies to someone who believes in facts and data, from divisiveness to someone who builds teams, nurtures good ideas, and holds himself accountable for results. Mike Bloomberg knows how to lead, to build, to deliver, to do. He'll win and unite this country. Mike will get things done. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message because we need to deliver on the promise of the American dream. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. Um, I understand, you know, what chocolate women go through, mm-hmm. but we go through things too. I was just going to ask you to have yeah. you ever seen the other side of it? Because I was talking to Melissa about it. When I was coming up in high school, like the light-skinned guys with the curly hair, they would get beat up. Yeah, you know? they people think be, they soft. You yeah. see what we do to Drake, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they'll yeah. have to get like a lot of tattoos in high school to try to look like, to not be food, basically. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, my hairdresser, like I used to be called strawberry growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, So, you know, it just showed like at the end of the day, like don't allow them to penetrate and, and make put us against each other based on our skin tone. Mm-hmm. Like we all, we all black and we all beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we have to... We can't let them define that for mm-hmm. us, you know. Whatever the outside world is, they're going to do. We have to counteract that by being strong and powerful and supporting each other. And so that's what it was, you know. The, it's the thing that started with slavery, mm-hmm. the house nigga versus mm-hmm. the field nigga, mm-hmm. and it's still being carried on and represented today. Like, I even remember when um, Kendrick made a Rolling Stone cover and his girlfriend was, uh, her, her hands were in it braiding his hair mm-hmm. and people were like, Oh, you know this. He's about black power, and he got this light skinned girl bringing his hair, and his girlfriend. And I'm just like, yo, who does that? Yeah, <laughs> who, te- who tears people down? Yeah. Like, she's a she's a person. Yeah, black, white, whatever you want. She's first. black, she's but a person first. she's a person first. Yeah, like she's been with him since day one, which nobody should have to explain it. You like you love somebody, you love somebody, but why are we tearing this person that you don't even know down just mm-hmm. ba- based on the complexion of her skin? Right. That's that's weak. Harry yeah. Belafonte is light-skinned as ever, but he's he been fighting for all of us since yes. day one. So that that doesn't... It doesn't it doesn't make sense. Doesn't right. But it everybody doesn't. everybody has something to say about everything. Exactly. And and to do that, like to think about all that Kendrick Lamar does. Mm-hmm. He did when he did the poetic justice video, he intentionally cast a chocolate woman because he understood the disparity in which mm-hmm. we were represented in videos. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I, I want to show love. Like you cast me a chocolate woman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's just silly, but it, you know, it lets you know how hurt a lot of us are. Yeah. You know, and how we take that and deflect it on ourselves. Mm-hmm. You hurt people, you hurt the people that they 
that should love them the most, mm-hmm. you know, the most. So it's just like, man, it's just evidence. So it just let me know that we have a lot to heal from. Yeah. And I wanted to speak on it, you know, from a compassionate, empathetic. Yeah. Your place. your your music in its in itself is pretty much like a form of of um, you know, activism. Mm-hmm. You know, so but are you doing anything like is there any organizations that are near and dear to your heart or there mm-hmm. is there any activities that you take part in that kind of um you know, promote the message of empower women empowerment or, mm-hmm. you know, just the whole black is beautiful message. Is there mm-hmm. anything that anybody that might not know about what you do like behind the scenes, just in terms of like philanthropic activity? Man, I'm sprinkled everywhere. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> one of my goals this year was to start my own. Yeah. But you know, that's a big thing. 501c3. That's it's, Oh girl. Yeah. yeah. You need a whole team for that. I know. Yeah. That's it's why a lot. I know. It's a <laughs> lot. I'm trying to start early. So, yeah. you know, I could, I could build As it by should. the time it's ready. Like I could be where I want it, but I'm, I'm sprinkled everywhere. Like, you know, I love to support black girls rock. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite yeah. organizations. Um, I did some work with uh, NFL Change this year. Um, you know, people will hit me, uh, whether it's they want me to come speak at their school mm-hmm. or I have my own organization where, you know, um, can you can you just record a video and send it to my students? Yeah. Like, you know, or I donate money or, you know, I show them donate time. So with me, it's like whatever it is, I'm, I'm usually like if I have time and it fits my schedule, I'm for it. Mm-hmm. You know, so... I, to me, it's just hard to pinpoint one thing because, you know, I like to help in, in all areas, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, with uh, self-love, you know, education, homeless, um, you know, anything that I could be involved in mm-hmm. for us in the community and the betterment of people, like, sign me up. Mm-hmm. You know, so, Do you still do poetry? Man, I've gotten away from it because um, I, I used to write a lot of poetry yeah. and do a lot of spoken word, and now it's just been these bars. These bars. Um, but you know my good friend uh, Raina Biddy, who did my interludes on Eve. She's one of she is probably my favorite poet next to Maya Angelou and Nikki Giovanni. And just you know reading her work and listening to her interludes that she killed on the album. She, it's it's I want to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that transition like from doing poetry to rap? Because I think a lot of us think it's like very similar. No, it's like but battle rap get, and yeah. rap. And <laughs> those things don't go together either. What was yeah. that transition like? Because I feel like the cadence is different. And, and when I do hear you rap, I still hear the poetry in your voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just different, you know. With with rap, you gotta really, you gotta really hone in into the rhythm and flow and cadence of things and inflection. Um, performance-wise, they're, they're similar because when you perform spoken words, your inflections have to, you know, be a certain way too. But the biggest thing is rhythm. Um, with poetry, is you have a blank page. You know, you can you can change the cadence up. You can change, you know, the speed of how you could do a, 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 a stanza real fast and you can do another one slow. And, you know, your rhyme scheme could be different. Um, with rap, you know, it's a science to how, you know, those bars are laid and where the where the words are plugged because it's music and you have to you have to do it like an instrument and the way people conceive music and and learn from it and to even memorize the things to say it is always in rhythm and knife taught me this he was like when you say your phone number you say it in a rhythm my phone I ain't gonna say my phone number but if my <laughs> phone number was this it'd be nine one nine two eight four six four seven you don't say nine one nine eight you don't say your phone number like that. Mm-hmm. When you say your A, B, C, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, like everything is a rhythm. So when you do rap, it has to fall in that same cadence, however that is. But poetry, man, you could do whatever. You know, it's, ah. it's it, you just have so much more creativity to me. Um, and and that's, that's the biggest difference for me. So if you go back to my earlier work, my cadence was so off, but I was still lyrical mm-hmm. from the from writing and being creative with per- poetry and wordplay. So, you know, I had to fine-tune it where it's just like, man, I have this ill line that I want to say, but it doesn't fit in the cadence of things. So I have to plug and play and figure out how do I say this four-bar stanza in two lines in a rap song? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's yeah, very like hard. That. I tried to rap not too long ago, <laughs> and I failed miserably. Oh, man. <laughs> Shut up, Damage. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're yeah. never going to ever air that, okay? Yo, yeah. That's, so that's my, hat is, my hat goes off to you, because it's not as easy as you think, it's, people. No, it's not. Like, when you think of, let's, let's take Nina, for example. Mm-hmm. Emit light rap or emit till. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, 
that's very short, but it's it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Like you can yeah. in poetry, I can I would go way deeper, and I would have way more words to describe what those two that one bar means. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it. Like you can't do that in rap. Like boy, they be like, man, you putting me to sleep. <laughs> you know? So that's you know. Well, okay. With that being said, I want your honest opinion on you know Eminem recently has been under a lot of criticism. You know, for oh, hit hit me because sometimes I'd be behind. And not criticism like that. We know Eminem is one of the best rappers of all time. Is it because he's been going back and forth with Nick Cannon? It's not even that. It's people are now saying what you were saying. Like it's too many words in the bar. It's too. It's over overly. I guess uh, lyrical. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is your opinion on the music? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Or have we gotten too used to mumble rap? Where I don't know. That's what I'm saying. saying asking her because I think it's back to what she was saying, where you can say something that's complex in a short amount of, you know, yeah. it's just the way you do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, for I'm not here to, to break down. His style has changed. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Um, exactly. And his delivery has changed. And if that's the space he's in, that's what is it. I, I like a different delivery from Eminem. So this this new style of delivery, yeah. I'm not as keen to it as the old delivery. Like lyrically, he's still who he is. Well, he's still a monster. But yes. we like let's take the renegade verse. I that's exactly like, what I was thinking. How his cadence and flow mm-hmm. was, and how it came off. That's the Eminem I love. Yeah, he like, used to let it breathe it. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so can... it's it's just a performance and cadence different different. So. He's just at a at a different stage, and you know, M is M. You know, he's he's one of the best, but it's just a, a style of M that me personally I prefer yeah, mm-hmm. more than more than the way. So I I understand people that they're like ah this new Eminem I don't know because you know we fell in love with this this certain performance that he mm-hmm. had, and it's 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 a lot different. It sounds even more poetry based mm-hmm. to me, um, but I'm not I'm not here to knock. No, no, no. You know I mean, at the thing. end of the day, he's still rapping his yeah. ass off. Yeah, he's rapping his like, ass. The cadence is just is just different, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, how he how he rides that beat and falls on it is just different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I personally prefer the old way. That's all. I Love just have lot. to say that I'm obsessed with your braids right now. Oh, I'm obsessed with the braids. I'm obsessed <laughs> with the beads. Thank Everything. you. Everything. It is. It's so like. This is not a, it's so old school, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, it's like the 80s. It's giving me, it's just such like retro vibes, and I'm obsessed with all the jewelry. Like, I'm <laughs> like, you. I'm thinking, I wonder if my braid girl knows how to do this. I was looking at George, those are dope. <laughs> Shout out you. to uh, to Braid Artistry B. Thomas, yeah, um, keeps me laced. Yeah, the same way, like, with my style and my hair, I like to, the same way I like to do music, like, I want to do different. Mm-hmm. I, I approach my dress and, and my gold, it's like, man, like. I want to take it back to the gold, like like yeah. you say, eighties. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go on Google sometimes. Just like let me just Google different hairstyles. Yeah, because this is this is very specific, mm-hmm. like a very specific era in terms of your hair design. And I'm just and it seems like very intentional. Yeah, no, you know? all the time. Like, yeah, Misa Hilton too. Um, I've been working with her a mm-hmm. lot this year, just on um, getting my style and my brand together as far as what I look like. And, and what is your style? What would you say your style is? It's, it's different. Yeah. Like, you know, um, from summer to this time, like I've been really into braids mm-hmm. um, and the tomboy look. Mm-hmm. Um, like me and Misa were talking. She was like, yo, when I was coming Misa up. Misa Hilton's your stylist? Misa Hilton's I my stylist. Yeah, Lisa. to work with a, a legend, the architect. Yeah. So, you know, she was like, when I, when I was coming up, when we talked about female rappers, they look like you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the baggy jeans, mm-hmm. you know, the jerseys. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's the vibe I'm on now. Yeah. And um, this year, I I got a couple of events. She was like, all right, what vibe are you on? I was like, man, I'm feeling real leathery right now. Like, <laughs> tight leathery. Like, everything I be sending her has black leather on mm-hmm. it. It might be tight. It might be a jumper. I don't know. A but, little maybe Black Panther-ish. Yeah, I don't even. A- not even Black Panther is more like. Um, like you remember Maybe Tina when Turner? um when like Mary J Blige was wearing a lot of black leather like in '94 yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing yeah like you know it ain't it ain't necessarily Black Panther but it's just like it's hard though yeah. like I'm just feeling this real hard sexy look at mm-hmm. the same time so mm-hmm. I'm yeah swagging <laughs> on them what does sexy mean to you because mm-hmm. for a female rapper usually sexy means you know oh, yeah. is 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 Kim? Is Nikki? Is Meg the Stallion? Uh, and it's 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 a lot. It's a lot of this, and it's a lot of this, and it's not a lot of clothes. You know, <laughs> nah. um, 
But what does sexy mean to you? Sexy to me is mm-hmm. being confident. Yeah. And and loving yourself however you come. It's not necessarily how you dress. It's how you wear whatever you rock it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you wear it confidently and you walk confidently, you show yourself that's sexy. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I might be tomboy, but that's what I'm in and I'm going to wear it proudly. You know, mm-hmm. that's sexy to me, confidence. Um, you know, I think sexy just comes in different shapes, forms, and fashions. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it's in a bathing suit and half naked. I, I, naked, I think it's confident. Mm-hmm. What made Little Kim sexy is because Little Kim could put on, you know, a, a G string and a bra and a see through robe, and she was confident because mm-hmm. that's who she was, and it was true and, and authentic was to her. Hard yeah, too. it was about being authentic. You know. Um, Total could put on, you know, a sports bra and have the overalls bent down, and mm-hmm. that was sexy. Um, you know, I, I think I'm sexy, you know, if, if I got on baggy jeans and a hoodie, like, that's sexy, too. Like, so it's about being authentic and confident. Like, just whatever you rocking at, whatever you want to, however you want to show up and present yourself to the mm-hmm. world, do that joint confidently. Mm-hmm. That's sexy. Mm-hmm. You know, Cardi B is sexy because she confident in what she do. Yeah. LaKaylee 47 in that mask, that's yeah. sexy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, LaKaylee, like, that's kind of hard. Like, you know, so it's Hold just, on one second. Here. That's how you pronounce her name? LaKaylee? Yeah. I was pronouncing it Lakey Lee. <laughs> okay? I'm not going to lie. I was just going with it. I was like, I never knew that's how you pronounce it. It took me a minute. The the day I learned how to say it was we did a, a BT Hip Hop Awards cypher, and I had to introduce everybody. Yeah. Uh, it took me like 10 or 15 times. I kept messing she's up. She's the one with the little the wispy voice on the song with Drake. And Am I tripping right now? No. She, no, no, no. You can't against the ski mask. Yeah. Okay. Because rapping the bars. Listen. Okay. I, listen, I need bars. some more money. coffee. Yeah. I got money. Right. Yeah. Got okay. That, that record. Okay. Okay. Who okay. are some? Uh, I guess like you would say, up and coming female rappers that you mm-hmm. that you rock with. Oh man, like Kaylee Forty Seven is one for sure. Um, Il Camille. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Saweetie. Um, Dreezy. Yeah. Out in, mm-hmm. um, she from Chicago. Tokyo Jets. Yeah. Tokyo Jets is so hard. Uh, she's one of my favorites. Um, 3D Natty out in New Orleans. Okay. She's dope. Um, man, who am I forgetting? Uh, there'd be so many, and then yeah, I, I draw dope, a blank. Though. Hello, I'm comedian and writer Sophia Alexandra. And I'm the co-host of the Daily Zeitgeist and wannabe comedian Miles Gray. And we're the hosts of a brand new podcast called 420 Day Fiancé, a podcast that features an elevated discussion of our favorite <laughs> reality show, 90 Day Fiancé, and all of its various iterations. Now, what is different about this podcast amongst all the podcasts that are available to you. Well, this podcast is 50% recap show, 50% game show, and 100% delicious, messy drama. Yeah, so if you like the sound of that, listen to 420 Day Fiance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, no Name is Dope, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, man... I'm that's, just happy that we are able to be in an era where we can name so many. Yeah, yeah, I mean, where, yeah where it's exciting. like it's so much more. Who, who, who? Mm-hmm. Because there was a time where you know it was more. Only was, one could be on top, and yeah. one person gunning and I can't for her say spot. Women weren't doing it. It's just like they weren't getting that that showcase. You yeah, know? I feel like now it's like every city you can name a dope female rapper from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure, like, and that's what's beautiful. People ask me all the time, like, "What do you think about the state of hip hop?" I think it's it's ill. Yeah, like, it's dope. as long as you're not, you know, stuck on TV and radio. Like, if you look at the culture, like, there's so many women and men, and everybody's from a different area. Everybody got different styles. Like, mm. you know, to me, it's like, oh, we we at that time where people want to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you look at the culture, and, and that's always dope. Like, but I always say, like, the culture can't move forward without women in it. Mm. Period. That's yeah. that's the truth right there. So listen, you, uh, I gotta ask a, like a Jason question, you Come know, because because <laughs> I'm sitting in the seat, so it just makes you an automatic asshole. Love you, Jason. Um, how do you? I don't know. Nobody seems to know much about your personal life. Is that intentional? <laughs> it is. Because it's it would it, as a woman in this business, a lot of times we feel the need to serve our relationships and our personal life up on a platter just mm-hmm. to, you know, attract attention or, or keep the limelight on us. And mm-hmm. you've again defied convention right. and nobody knows anything, anything about, about my your personal, personal life. life. Eh, eh, I don't know who I'm dipping and sipping with. 
<laughs> and that's what they, you know, like me and my team talked about um, coming up. It's like, yo, we, we, we just want to do it off the music. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, you know, just studying like the culture and how things move again, playing chess. And it's like, man, a lot of times it's not even music that people fall in love with because it's so content driven. It's mm-hmm. about what you got on, you mm-hmm. know, what design are you wearing? Um, who you dating? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you get it, you, if you and another celebrity hook up, oh boy, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's Two like. Two is better than one kind yeah, of thing. It's, yep. Mm-hmm. It's like soap operas in real life that yeah. you get to pick apart and look at the story. And it's just like, nah, you know, there's, there's a part of me that I have to protect. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing Ninth taught me about peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, my peace of mind is, this is my cutoff. This yeah. this part is for me. Yeah. Like, and a lot of times it's fans and people you feel entitled. Like, be, oh, you chose to be famous in this life. It's like, no. Like, mm-hmm. this is my job. Like, you don't go to your teacher and be like, girl, who you dating? You know, it's just my profession. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you don't go to the a Dunkin' Donuts manager and be like, yo, what you do last night? You know what I mean? Like, I do music. It just so happens that, you know, fame comes with it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make you entitled to our life and and any other profession you wouldn't be entitled to their life mm-hmm. so you got to give people their space like yeah. you know this is my art that I choose to give mm-hmm. you know I don't we don't have to do this that's why I, I don't when people talk about Lauren Hill and you know it's like Lauren don't owe us nothing mm-hmm. be thankful that she gave us the miseducation mm-hmm. she didn't have to do that mm-hmm. so it's just like if she don't want to make another album if she want to you know whatever she does in her personal life and her profession that's on her yeah. you know what I'm saying so the same thing it's just like this is what I choose to give you, but you're not entitled to anything else. Yeah. You know, with that being said, even if it was private, are you against maybe dating somebody that's also in the industry? No, I'm, I'm not. A, man, I'm not a, against any of that. Who you think is cute? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be looking. I'll be looking. <laughs> nah, you chill, 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 chill. chill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get her to say, like, who she might have a lightweight crush on. You know, like, who's cute? Doesn't mean you necessarily want to date them. This yeah. Like, who, like nah. I'm trying to figure out what your type is. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I yeah, got types. I'm Let's figure out but your type. But some of these types that I have, they, they're in relationships, some are married, and you don't want to dis- disrespect because, you know, I know how these clickbaits can be. Yeah, True. Yeah. Like, I don't even set myself up but for failure like that. If we were base it on rappers that we would look at growing up, like the Big Daddy Kings, the most deaths, the LL Cool J, like, what would your type be? Oh, growing up? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, that's easier. Yeah. Because you get me with these new rappers that I be looking at, I be like, mm. Mm. <laughs> set me up. Rhapsody wants to <laughs> procreate with... <laughs> Um, let me see. LL was definitely cute. Everybody mm. had an LL crush. I never did. Um, okay. You didn't? I never did. What about, I, I knew uh, a lot of ladies most like. Most Def was fine. Okay, like mm. Tretch. Would you ever into like. No. My mom had a thing for Tretch. Yeah. Uh, I was like. That, let was me tell you. The, uh, grimy. And but I, like I was, sexy grimy. Yeah. Sexy That's grimy. I looked at my like mom. he got dirt underneath Tretch his fingernails. I was like, okay, I see your type yeah. now, mom. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she liked the oh, rough yeah. necks no, no, with no, no, the bald heads. No, 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 no. Okay. First of all, wait, how old your mom again? Your mom's like what? Like 65 or something like that? Uh, put 10 years on that. 75. Yeah. She got a 50-year-old boyfriend. Not no and, more. And she smokes weed. And Not she, no more. His, I, need to hang, mama. I need to hang out with Come his mom. On, mama. His mom is cool as shit. She dumped the 50-year-old boyfriend when she exchanged it, it for a 45-year-old. It's, it's over. It's over. Man. It's over. How you feel? Are you happy about that? I'm happy that she's dumped. Yeah, yeah. He was very. I won't feel him no way, mom. No, not at all. He was kind of uncomfortable with the fact that his mom was like eating edibles with her. Yeah, twenty five year. Hey, let her live her best life. No, that was fine eating edibles with me. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, but not Not, him. Not her. Not her boo thing. Hell no. 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 But they was having fun. She, you know, she was more fun. She's okay. She can have fun. She's having too much fun. Oh, ain't no such thing as too much fun, yeah, bro. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, so L.O. Cool J. Yeah. But I will, I will say, though, it could be like, okay, I'm attracted to you physically, but demeanor-wise, yeah. DMX is sexy as hell. Oh, yeah. Let's okay. not get that. Yeah. I like a rough neck. Yeah. You know, and, and the New York the New York bop yeah. to it, like, ugh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... Okay. Have you have you so where do you live now? Like primarily. I'm still in North Carolina. You're still in North Carolina. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm I want to I want to I've been there all my life. I mm-hmm. said I I've always wanted to live in New York, 
but all my music friends are in California. Yeah. Like all my music friends. Yeah. So there was a, there, listen, I lived, I'm from Canada originally. Okay. And I moved to New York, so I spent the better part of like 16 years in New York. Um, and there has been a mass exodus from New York to Cali or the mm-hmm. East Coast to Cali because everybody's tired of the winter. Yes. So they yes. moved yeah, over here. Right. Yeah. This, this one's from Philly. Cold. That's what yeah. I tell people. You go to New York, I ain't but two people that still hold New York down is Q-Tip and Busta Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But tip, it, Tip's actually here right now. He is. Yeah. For, the, for the Grammy week. Probably. But for he, that, yeah. he's still for, living in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to decide, like... <sighs> Have you guys have you guys ever had a chance to meet? Because I feel like you guys Q-tip? would meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I met Q-tip like... several times. He invited me to his house one time when I was working on Layla's Wisdom. Yeah, um, I feel like you so guys work. would make some really incredible Man. music together. The, I'm I'm you know, so mad flow, I ain't go that cadence, night. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's the he's still on my list. I gotta hit him like Q man. That invitation still I'll on te- the table. I'll, I'll text him right now. Yeah. Him, I gotta him. get in with my homie Just Blaze. Me and Just Blaze yeah. been supposed to get in. Um, but yeah, I've I've met Pharrell once briefly, mm-hmm. but everybody who doesn't if you don't want to get in with Pharrell, something wrong with you. Yeah, duh. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Q Tip and and Just Blaze, like yeah, those are those are goals. There it is. Like that's, that's yeah, and that's, Pharrell, he's a goal yeah, too. And yeah, those yeah. are the people you want to work with. Okay, mm-hmm. well we know that you gotta go and we can't Aww. thank you enough for dropping by yes. like this is long time in the making we were so happy that you were able thank to you. make it you are just a beautiful soul inside and out those braids I'm taking a picture and sending them to my <laughs> girl do. like this is what's happening me on vacation <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and the jewelry I love it all and and congratulations on your success thank we're you. so thank happy you for you for coming thank through you. yeah thank, thank you so you much for... for is there anything that you want to leave uh, everybody with like Instagram yeah. page like where they can find you of tour course. dates Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Um, I'm always on the gram. So mm-hmm. hit me at Rhapsody R A P S O D Y. Please don't put no H in my name. Please, <laughs> please. That is the music service. I'm not that. Um, let me see tour dates. Uh, I start tour on February 3rd okay, on the East up. Coast. We'll be coming to the West Coast, uh, Midwest, the South. Uh, the tour is called A Black Woman Created This Tour. Yeah. Um, you can get tickets on IamRhapsody.com. Um, and yeah, like those are the biggest thing. Eve, the album is out now. We just dropped a, a video of Feeny. It's uh hit radio. Call your radio DJ to tell them how much you love them and the, and the song. Turn it up. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah. There it is. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank for, you, Rhapsody. For Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yes. Peace. Peace. Do say next time. <laughs> what up, YouTube? Thank you for watching this reckless show. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button and don't forget to hit the notification bell. And also don't forget to share and leave a comment because we are reading. Hey, it's Laura Wasser, host of the All's Fair podcast on iHeartRadio. I'm a family law attorney, which is really a euphemism for a divorce attorney. And I've been practicing for over 20 years. I've learned some very interesting things along the way, and I can tell you that when dealing with matters of the heart, rules seldom apply. With advice and anecdotes from many of my friends, some of whom may be celebrities, as well as the best legal, financial, and mental health professionals in the country, our goal is to educate, enlighten, empower, and entertain you on the way to a better understanding of how relationships work. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find All's Fair with Laura Wasser on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.